an uneasy discussion, but one we likely need to have. Locked on ACC right now. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked on ACC. It is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I am from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest. And today, a little different program. We'll explain as we go along. First, though, today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. We told you about them Monday. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Also, before we get started, uh, if you want to contact the program and you really might want to after today, we are at Locked on ACC on Twitter, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. I am also on Twitter individually. I'm at Sports Matters. Any thoughts you have about the program, about anything really, please share them with us. I, uh, I'll just go ahead and put the cards on the table. I was really hesitant about doing this show, about approaching this topic, and there are reasons why. Uh, we'll get into them in the second segment, but it's one that we should likely have. There are so many things going on in the world around us. Uh, this has been just a, a crazy year for many reasons, and we're we're only seeing the latest thing that's going on around us, and it's really tough to process all of it. I, I've I've really had to step back and take some inventory about everything, whether it's about how we treat people, how we live our lives, with whom we interact, when we interact with them, if we can even interact with them at all. It's all been a lot, and I know that a lot of you are feeling it too. I don't want to have the same discussion everybody else is having. I don't want to delve off into 15 different threads. So I'll try and keep this as focused as possible. First, let me say that it is a damn shame that we've lost George Floyd, that we've lost so many like George Floyd. So many among us who were taken far too early and for the absolute wrong reasons. The killing of George Floyd, and that's what it was, was wrong on every count. And I don't think anybody who's listening to this would disagree. If you do, that's likely another discussion we need to have at some point, but not right now. We'll get into a lot more around this subject as we go along. But that needs to be said first. There are far too many names to list in just a 30-minute podcast. And really, that's another reason I debated getting into this. is We don't have the time or the ability to fix the world in 30 minutes as much as I would love to. We just can't. But we can start. Before we get into any of it, and like I mentioned, we'll talk about it in the second segment, I wanted to share with you the words of one of the most influential people in my life. And it's not somebody I ever met. It's not somebody I ever knew. But Buck O'Neill, former Negro Leaguer, former Major League Baseball executive scout, etc., etc., and really someone who lived a lot of things that Thank God I never had to live. 
who saw a lot of things that are just unconscionable in our nation's history and still managed to reflect on those things with a grace and a kindness that I don't know if I could have mustered, but he did. And so to me, Buck O'Neill will always be an inspiration in every aspect. And if you don't know Buck O'Neill's story, I hope he can inspire you too. I wanted to share with you Buck O'Neill's speech at the Hall of Fame. He was never inducted into the Hall of Fame for baseball, and it's that's also a damn shame. Because of what he meant to the game and how really he helped, in his words, bridge the chasm. Let's share Buck O'Neill's speech where he got to induct so many of his Negro League teammates into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And then we'll comment after that. That's really the the best way to have this conversation. So first, let's hear from Buck O'Neill. I've been a lot of places. I've done a lot of things that I really like doing. I hit the home run. I hit the Grand Slam home run. I hit for the cycle. I've had a hole in one in golf. I've done a lot of things I like doing. I shook hands with President Truman. Yeah. Oh, man. I took all with the other president, and I am the hug his wife, Hillary. So I've done a lot of things I like doing, but I'd rather be right here right now representing these people that help build the bridge across the chasm of prejudice, not just the ones like Charlie Pride and me that laid across them. Yeah, this is quite an honor for me. See, I played in the Negro League. Tell you what, the Negro League was nothing like Hollywood trying to make it. The Negro League was the third largest black business in this country. Yeah. First, black insurances, the white insurances, 10 cent policy, just enough to bury us. Uh huh. But the black insurances insured our crops, our homes, yeah, our stock. They made millions. Next, Madam C.J. Walker, cosmetologist. You see that pretty hair over there? Don't you see it? Oh, Mrs. Robinson? Tell you what, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, Madam C.J. Walker was doing that a hundred years ago, and she made millions, to tell you the truth. Madam C.J. Walker was the first black woman millionaire in this country, and to tell you, Madam C.J. Walker might have been the first woman millionaire in the country that earned it. They had other women millionaires, but they inherited the money. Madam C.J. Walker earned it. Next, Negro League Baseball. All you needed was a bus, and we rode in some of the best buses money could buy. Yeah, and a couple of sets of uniforms. You could have 20 of the best athletes that ever lived. And that's who we are representing here today. It was outstanding. And playing in the Negro League, 
what a lot of you don't know. See, when I played in the Negro Leagues, I first came to the Negro Leagues, 5% of Major League ball players were college men because the Major Leaguers want them right out of high school. Put them in the minor league, bring them on in. But Negro Leagues, 40% of Negro Leagues Leaguers were college men. The reason that was we always spring train in a black college town. And that's who we played in spring training, the black colleges. So when school was out, they came play baseball. When baseball season was over, they'd go back to teaching, to coaching, or to classes. That was Negro League baseball. And I'm proud to have been a Negro League ball player. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, they always say to me, Buck, I know you hate people for what they did to you or what they did to your folks. I said, no, man, I, I never learned to hate. I hate cancer. Cancer killed my mother. My wife died 10 years ago of cancer. I'm single, ladies. A good friend of mine, I hate AIDS. A good friend of mine died of AIDS three months ago. I hate AIDS. But I can't hate a human being because my God never made anything ugly. Now, you can be ugly if you want a boy, but God didn't make you that way. Uh-uh. So I want you to light this valley up this afternoon, Martin said, agape is understanding, creative, a redemptive goodwill toward all men. Agape is an overflowing love which seeks nothing in return. And when you reach love on this level, you love all men, not because you like them, not because their ways appeal to you, but you love them because God loved them. And I love Jehovah my God with all my heart, with all my soul, and I love every one of you as I love myself. Now, I want you to do something for me. I'm thinking to get off this stage now. I think I've done my six minutes. But I want you to do something for me. I want you to hold hands. Whoever's next to you, hold a hand. Come on, you Hall of Famers. Hold hands. All you people out there, hold hands. Everybody hooked up? Everybody hooked up? Well, and I tell you what, see, I know my brothers up here, my brothers over there, I see some black brothers of mine and sisters out there. I know they can sing. Can you white folks sing? I want you to sing after me. The greatest thing. Come on, everybody. The greatest thing in all of my life is loving you. The greatest thing in all of my life is loving you. The greatest thing in all of my life is loving you. The greatest thing in all my life is loving you.
Thank you, folks. Thank you, folks. Thank you, folks. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now sit down. Now sit down. I could talk to you 10 minutes longer, but I got to go to the bathroom. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot to process. Again, the words of Buck O'Neill, the legendary player, the legendary man, the legendary executive, and uh, quite frankly, should be a Hall of Famer. And it's a travesty that he's not. I think if we're honest, though, he is a Hall of Famer in what really counts. And that's in life, in teaching us about ourselves, about our fellow man, and, and really the stuff that matters. There are so many things that Buck O'Neill talked about. There are so many things of the last 24 hours. There's so much that we need to get into. Let's give ourselves a second to digest that. Before we do, I want to talk to you about rockauto.com. We've introduced them to you already this week. I want to talk a little more about them. As I mentioned, I am not at all uh, a do-it-yourselfer regarding my car. Thankfully, there are many more qualified people than I who are out there who can fix any car problems that I may have. But if you are one of those who wants to maintain your car, if you want to maybe save a little money in the process, because money is tight, if you want to save the money that you would ordinarily pay one of those qualified people to put toward your mortgage, your rent payment, your food, whatever else, you can save a lot of that money by getting your own stuff at rockauto.com. You could spend 30% more, 50% more, 100% more for the same stuff if you go to a dealership. We all know about the fun of going to dealerships. And you may think, well, you know, that money won't mean much in the long run. It does. And you can save more of it by going to rockauto.com. Again, rockauto.com, a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can see auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything there that you could need from brake parts to taillights to motor oil and new mats for your car even. If you're trying to restore your classic vehicle or just upgrade your daily commuter a little bit, you can get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. If you go to rockauto.com right now, go to the How Did You Hear About Us box right locked on in that box. L-O-C-K-E-D space on in that box so that they can know that we sent you there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You're listening to Locked on ACC. It is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. We heard Buck O'Neill in the last segment. There's so much I want to talk about from what he said, but let me simply say uh, a couple of quick things. I mentioned I was struggling with whether or not to do this show, how to do this show, what would be the most delicate way to do it. For those of you who don't know, which is probably most of you, I am uh, I'm a random white guy from a random East Coast city. I grew up around pretty much everybody. I grew up around rural kids and suburban kids and black kids and white kids and just everybody. Not that that makes me any better than anyone, just to give you an example of my own experiences. Also, my family is a microcosm of what America is, essentially. My family 
is white, is black, is straight, is gay, all of it, all within my family, whether immediate or extended. And I'll say simply that I am called to love everyone as I love them. It doesn't matter about anything in my family, whether it be personal beliefs or skin color or anything. The way I love them should be the way I love everyone. And Buck O'Neill talked about loving everyone. Not because you like them or because you agree with what they say or what they think. Those words really resonated with me, and they resonate with me every day. I've heard that speech 50 times if I've heard it once. Those words stick with me every day. I'm also not doing this show. I'm not talking to you about this. And uh, another thing to pull back the curtain, I don't script anything I say. I don't write stuff down on paper. I'm not one of those guys. Because uh, to me, I want this to sound authentic. I want it to sound real. And I may go through some things, and I may rationalize some things while we talk. It's not perfect, but it's real. There were a lot of brands yesterday, a lot of teams, a lot of just overall brands who felt the need to put out some messaging yesterday, and even today still, so that everybody could know what they think, everybody could know how they feel. There were some people who treated it as a purity test, and that's unfortunate. They treated it as, well, if you don't make a statement then that says a lot about you. Or if you make the wrong statement, that says a lot about you. I'll simply say that's unfortunate. Here's why. I don't really like treating items like this like a Hallmark holiday. And this is a really bad example. It is. I know it is. Before anybody sends me an email or a tweet, I know it's a bad example, but stay with me. If you're thinking about your relationship with your spouse or your significant other or whatever else, do you want to be the person who's recognized for putting out this great tweet on Valentine's Day or your anniversary or whatever, telling everybody how much you love this person or maybe a Facebook post or something like that with a a picture of you and saying how much you really love this person, but the other 364 days of the year, you don't live it? You fight over stupid stuff. You constantly tear them down. But hey, you had that great tweet, that great Facebook post, that one day. What you feel about other people is not something that gets you extra credit. It's not something where people should be looking at your tweets and checking off a checklist. They they made a statement here. They put a Facebook post here. They put something on Instagram here. I would rather be evaluated, and so should you, based on how you live, your daily walk, how you treat people. That, to me, means so much more than just a simple little Instagram post or some little quest for clout. I realize that we've largely been reduced to quests for clout anymore. So many of our conversations are reductive. So many of them are focused on essentially what we've come to see on ESPN and network news and everything else. These quick little sound bites, these quick bursts where people can turn around and say, gotcha, you said the wrong thing, or you didn't say enough of the right thing. You said the right thing, but not enough of the right thing. 
Another quick example of how I came up. I came up with a father who served this country and did so honorably. My uncle served this country and did so honorably. My great-uncle served this country and did so honorably. My great-uncle's buried in Arlington National. Not, again, that any of that means anything. But I will tell you this. From them, I learned a sense of honor, a sense of duty, and a sense of how to treat people. My dad worked in sales for 40 years. He had the pleasure of calling on a number of minority-owned businesses. He counts a lot of those people as friends today. And a lot of how I treat other people is based on how I saw him treat other people. He was always fair with everyone. He was always kind with everyone and still is. He's always quick to tell a joke and to take one. But most importantly, he has always judged people as people. Not because of any qualifier or anything else, but just because of who they are. And all he's ever asked is that they judge him and treat him based on who he is. They may not agree with everything he says. They may not agree with anything he says. But he's a decent man, and they've all been decent to him. That, to me, is the best example. And another reason I paused before doing this, my experience is not like anybody else's. When we think about all these important topics in society today, whether it's racial relations or relations with people of other sexual preferences, it is Pride Month. Whatever it is, we cannot adopt a one-size-fits-all mindset, viewpoint. Our experiences are different, and it is because of those differences, not in spite of them, that we are better, that we are stronger, that we are who we are as people, as a nation. We should embrace those differences. We should talk to each other. We should hear each other out. Most importantly, we should love each other. There are many people in my life that I love dearly. I wouldn't make a single choice they make. I wouldn't, you know, have had the same walk or anything like that. But I love those people because I'm called to. And because whether or not I agree with them, I know their heart's in the right place. I think most people, if you give them a chance, you'd find out their heart's in the right place too. Even if you don't agree. Agreement's not required. If you look in my personal Twitter bio, you'll see those words. Agreement is not required. Nor should it be. But I'll also say this. Just because we haven't experienced something as individuals, we haven't gone through a struggle or a tough time or whatever else, it doesn't mean that that doesn't exist. We can't deny that racism exists. We can't deny that bigotry exists. We can't deny that discrimination exists. Again, this is a very simplistic example, but I'm going to give it. And just bear with me. I've never seen anybody do cocaine in front of me. Doesn't mean that there aren't people with cocaine addiction issues. This means I've luckily been fortunate enough not to see it. I know that people hate people for the most asinine of reasons. Because they've been taught 
to hate others for asinine reasons. I know it's out there. I haven't experienced it, thank God, in a lot of these cases, but I know it's out there. We cannot deny those things that we haven't experienced just because we haven't experienced them. While you ponder that, again, I mentioned there's a lot to talk about. We could talk about this for the next five episodes. We could talk about it for as long as I'm sitting here. We're not going to change the world in 30 minutes, but we can start. While we ponder that, I want to again bring up Built Bar. We talked about Built Bar on this show a lot. And uh, we've talked about kind people. Built Bar is filled with kind people. We had the chance to meet them as part of our introducing them to you. They were incredibly good to us in terms of the way they approached us as hosts here at Locked On. They were very kind to us. They were very patient. They explained to us who they were and what they were about, how they've taken steps to make sure that their employees are accounted for and safe during COVID and during all the other things that are going on. They're very kind, very conscientious people, and they make a good product. Built Bars, told you before, I'll tell you again, it's like a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Simple enough. It's 100% chocolate that enrobes their bars. They taste good. I'm not going to tell you something I don't believe. I've eaten a lot of protein bars that are just not great. These are really good. Built Bars got you covered. And again, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, promo code Locked On, $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On ACC. It is Wednesday. I'm Brian Wilmer. Thanks for joining us. I mentioned we're not going to fix everything in 30 minutes. Uh, we can't. I mentioned it was tough for me to bring this show to you. It is. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat something and say, well, you know, this is something I've been waiting to talk about forever, because it's not. I want to bring to a close this program by issuing you a few challenges. Get out there and experience other people's walks. Whether you want to see an HBCU, which I, I do on a regular occasion. Whether you want to go to the Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro. Whether you want to learn more about the A&T Four. Whether you want to learn more about all-star bowling in Orangeburg, South Carolina, which was the site of one of the more horrific things that ever took place in our state. It's important to learn every day. Going back to my father, he told me at his age still, he learned something every day. And when you stop learning, you stop living. That's another thing I've taken from him. When you stop learning, you stop living. It doesn't matter if it's how you came up. It doesn't matter if that's your daily life. There are others among you, and by living among others, by loving others, part of loving others is learning how they go about their daily lives. And by learning about some of the ungodly things that have happened in our history and how to make damn sure they don't happen again, it might make you uncomfortable. And that's a good thing, because it shows that you're growing. It shows that you're learning. It shows that you're not willing to just stay inside your lane and never find out about your fellow man. I also want to challenge you to stop thinking of everything in terms of this one view or that one view, whatever else. And I know that, again, sports has taught us this National news has taught us this. We're, we're taught that basically one side's right and one side's wrong all the time. Debate shows have ruined this for us. 
both in sports and news. So much of our conversation has become reductive. It's become argumentative. We are trying to figure out who's right and who's wrong all the time. I'm just going to tell you, most of our conversations don't end with a right and a wrong. They end with one side and another side. And maybe you can convince somebody to take your side. Maybe you can convince somebody that, hey, maybe you've got a valid point in some instances. And there are some people that you'll never convince. And that's fine. It doesn't mean you should stop. It just means that you can agree to disagree. Good people, good, reasonable, kind people can disagree on things. It happens. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't make them any less of a person. It just means you have different viewpoints, and that's fine. Don't live your life so much based on social media as well. We've seen so many of these things where, and this, this is sickening, frankly. It is absolutely sickening. We've seen these things where these people on Instagram will go by where people are boarding up buildings that have been destroyed in these protests that have been going on. And they'll pose for a photo so it can look like they're part of the solution. They're helping fix things. And then they get in their car and drive off. You're not doing good. You're trolling for likes. You're trolling for clicks. You're trolling. That's what you're doing. It's not about clout. It's about living the right way. It's about doing the right things, not looking like you're doing the right things. Do the right thing because it's the right thing. I'll also offer you an English proverb that I will invariably mangle. So I know that somebody's going to call me on it. Call me on it. That's fine. We are blessed with two ears and one mouth, and they should be used in that ratio. When you're talking to people, don't look at it as talking to them. Talk with them. Listen to them. Their thoughts matter. They may not be the same thoughts that you have. They may not be the same experience that you've had. Whatever. Listen to them. Learn from them. Grow because you talk to them. I come away from every conversation I ever have with anybody feeling enriched. Whether it's because they taught me something I didn't know, or whether it's because I'm more confident in what I believe than I was when I started talking to them. Either way, I'm enriched. And you should look at every conversation you have, every interaction you have, as an opportunity to enrich yourself. Whether you enrich your brain, your soul, or both. Everything should enrich you. I'll also say, whether it's George Floyd or Emmett Till or so many who were lost for the wrong reasons, who were brutally killed, don't forget their names either. Don't forget their experiences. And make damn sure they don't happen again. Maybe you can't be the one person who makes sure that we don't experience this stuff, but you can help. Always look at every conversation as a way you can help. Even if all you do is just hear somebody out when they need to vent, when they need to say what's on their mind, what's on their heart, just hear them out. So much of feeling what we feel is feeling as though we are unheard. We're not understood. It can be everything from having a bad day to feeling as though You are oppressed by society. Many times people just want to be heard, and you can do so much good just by hearing them, by understanding them. It's not about trying to tie everything back to your experience. 
It's just by acknowledging theirs. In closing, I'm not going to be the one who's going to tell you to go out and make a flowery social media post or to do what brands are doing. Brands have been feeling as though they need to make statements on everything. Maybe you're not a person who makes statements on everything, and that's fine. But acknowledge that there are people who are. Hear them. Understand them. Empathize with them. And that's another key thing. Empathy versus sympathy. Don't be sympathetic. Be empathetic. Don't look to apologize for everything. I understand goes so much further than I'm sorry. Keep that in mind, too, as you approach your everyday lives. And I'll also say one simple thing to all of you. Your voice is important. Your life is important. Your experience is important. All of you. It all matters. And I'm not saying that to diminish one or to raise another. It's just simply saying that your voice counts. Whether you are protesting for social injustice, whether you are protesting because you want the economy to reopen or whatever. All these things may not be why other people would be on the streets, but they're why you're on the streets or why you are running for public office or why you are in city hall or whatever it may be. If it's important to you, that's what matters. And nobody should try to diminish the importance of those things to you. I support all methods of lawful protest. I always will. I just ask that we remember the word lawful. This isn't really easy for me, but it's good that we have this conversation. If you'd like to have more of a conversation around this, you can tweet the show. We are at Locked on ACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I'm at Sports Matters. I'd love to keep on this conversation. I think it's important. It's tough. It's not something comfortable for me, but it's important. Because again, I want everybody to feel heard. I want everybody to feel understood. Don't seek agreement from me or from anyone else. Just seek for people to hear you and to understand you. That's all I ask. I'll also say simply, as we wind down, the words of my grandmother to me as I was a child. There is good in everyone. Find it. This has been Locked on ACC. Until we meet again, love y'all.